As we come to worship the Lord this morning, I want to call your attention to 2 Timothy chapter 3, a text that is doubtless familiar to all of us, verse 14 through verse 17, and as I read these words, let's remember something. This is the last letter that Paul would ever write by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This is, the, this is the thing he would leave behind. He knows he's about to die. He's about to be martyred. He's leaving behind his protege, Timothy. Why does he say to Timothy, be anxious for nothing? Well, if you were going to have to succeed the Apostle Paul, how would you be feeling? And he's passing the torch to him. And what's the last thing that he wants him to remember? What's the thing he wants to leave behind to say, keep the first things first? Keep the main thing, the main thing. Look at what he says, verse 14, 2 Timothy 3. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work. There's a YouTube video that I like to send email to you guys at least once a year, sometimes once every two years. And it's an event that took place in March of the year 2010. That is 13 years ago this month. It was when the Kimmel people received the Word of God in their own language for the first time. And it's an amazing video to watch. Because the entire village is gathered, they're waiting to receive the first printed copies of their New Testament. The entire village is gathered around an airstrip waiting for a single engine plane to come. And when that single engine plane lands, the people are jumping up and down and shouting. And they come and they, open, they, they pull the first container of New Testaments and they hand it into the indigenous Kimiel pastor. And he looks at all the people and says, let us pray. And they translate for you his prayer. And his prayer gets me every single time. Because what he says is, oh, my father, oh, my father, when you chose from all eternity, who would receive your word? You did not forget your Kimuel people. And now I'm holding your word in my hands. And let's think about this. When God was choosing who would receive his word, he did not forget his English speaking people either, did he? He didn't forgive people living in, he didn't forget people living in Northwest Atlanta, but he gave us his holy word. Because we have God's Word in abundance, we're prone to take it for granted. But brothers and sisters, never, ever, ever take it for granted. Your Bible may not be the most expensive thing you own, but it is the most viable material possession you, you'll ever have. It's a priceless treasure, and that is what Paul is telling Timothy here. He says, remember something that from the time you were a little child, your grandmother and your mother taught you the word of God. And that word is sufficient to make you wise into salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. And the word that's sufficient to bring you to faith in Christ is sufficient to bring other people to Christ. And don't you ever forget that. And then he says, not only that, but once you're in Christ, you are a man of God. The, the, the term man of God in this context means it's a technical term, speaking of a pastor. You're a pastor. You are a herald of God's message. You are a shepherd of souls. And as you do that, the Word of God is sufficient to equip you to be the kind of man of God you're supposed to be. That is, it 
it teaches you, it rebukes you, it corrects you, it trains you. I had a man tell me this in Bible college days. I've never forgotten it. He says, the Bible shows you what's right, what's not right, how to get right, and how to stay right. So that the man of God is thoroughly equipped for every single good work. And what is true of the pastor is true of every individual Christian. That is, the Word of God sufficient to make you the kind of husband you're supposed to be, the kind of father you're supposed to be, the kind of wife and mother, the kind of child, the son or daughter that you're supposed to be, the kind of Christian you're supposed to be. It's sufficient not only for the salvation of the lost, but it's sufficient for the sanctification of the saved. And that's why in chapter 4, verse 1, he says, I charge you, therefore, since the Bible's sufficient, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing in His kingdom, preach the Word. Whatever else you do, Timothy, preach the Word, preach the whole Word, and preach nothing but the Word. Because you don't need anything else. It's everything God you need for life and godliness God has given you. So preach the Word. Keep the main thing the main thing. And as I emphasize that this morning and call you to worship, remember something I've told you over the years. You don't just worship God when you're singing. That's a part of worship. It is the singing of His praise. But that's only one small part. How you listen today to the Word is a part of worship. Either you're turning a deaf ear to the Lord, or you're opening your heart to Him and saying, please speak to me because I am your servant. And I need to hear from God. Will you worship God in the way that you listen today? May God grant us grace and give us ears to hear His Word. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank You for Your truth. We thank You for Your Word. And we pray, O Lord, that the Spirit of God will be poured out upon us through the merits of Jesus Christ. That You will enable us to worship You in spirit and in truth through every means of grace You've given us. Whether that's the reading and the preaching and the hearing of the Word. Whether it's the prayers offered by our brother in a moment that we join in our hearts with, whether it's the singing of your praises, the fellowship of the saints, Lord, we pray that you'll own every means for your glory and your honor. Be exalted in the praises of your people this morning. Edify us and strengthen us. And Lord, for those among us, especially our children, who do not yet know the Lord, Father, please have mercy. We recognize that we cannot convert our children. They are not sufficient to convert themselves. Father, you must have mercy to call them effectually to Jesus Christ by your Spirit. Would you, for Jesus' sake, have mercy upon sinners this day and save many for your glory and for your kingdom. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.